Uh, is anyone watching us right now? I can't tell mine. Uh, there was somebody watching us, and then they off. got jumped out. Yeah, because you weren't getting naked fast enough. It's a show by Chris and Neil with all great movies. Ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, children of all ages, welcome to another episode of Movies That Don't Suck and Some That Do. My name's Neil. And I'm Chris. Yes, who is totally annoyed with me already, well, and no, we it's haven't just that, even barely no, started here, this Here's episode. the thing, man. I, I wouldn't Here's recommend up. children of all ages listen to this podcast. Children okay. of all ages. Because you know what? I, what did I watch when I was a kid? And look how I turned out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I went to the movie theater and saw Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 when I was like seven. And so they and can. Look how good I turned out. It's saying they can be uh, almost 41 years old on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 41 years working in radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcast. I, but hey, I have my own house. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I, I have two cars. Yeah. I have a dog. I have a lovely wife yeah. that loves me more than anything yeah. in the way. And I made it to the age of. Uh, 41 in two days. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm old. So, we have movies that we're talking about today. What, what's the first thing we're talking about? We're talking about movies. Mm-hmm. That's what we do the podcast on. That's that's the predication. Of the oh, yeah. Cast. Yeah. Fuck. I forgot we did movies this day. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. The first movie that we were talking about first stars one of the most famous actors given to us from the Star Wars universe, the one and only Ozzy Oscar Isaac. The big deal. The Saber Masurka is the most important day in a young man's life. It's what makes you an Adams. It's the day your entire family gathers around you and passes judgment on your worth as a human being. I hear it's like Thanksgiving. From the Adams family, he plays Gomez from that movie. And the, you said the new one's yeah, coming out. Yeah, the animated one, which we actually yeah. gave a lot of good, we yeah, gave a lot of good praise. It was, it was fun. The second one's coming out at the end of this month, right? Yeah, it's uh, coming out like in 14 days or okay. something like that. Cool, cool. Then co-starring in this movie with him is the wonderful, the beautiful, always oh, funny, makes me laugh. There's so many times I thought I was going to need surgery from all the times my gut has burst from laughter from her. The one, the only Tiffany Haddish. She's like, Tiffany, have you celebrated this year? I was like, what do you mean have I celebrated? Did you celebrate? <laughs> celebrate what, bitch? What are you talking about? <laughs> Tiffany. You was the very first African-American female stand-up comedian to host SNL, and you won an Emmy for that. You won an Emmy for it. Did you celebrate? Did you celebrate, Tiffany? I said, uh, no. I went to my next job trying to get an Emmy for that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tiffany Haddish. All right, and then uh, from Real Ready Player One and the X-Men universe, the one only Ty Sheridan. You see Warren Robinette was proud of adventure. He wanted people to know who was behind it. That's why he created the first digital Easter egg. And to find it, you didn't even have to win. You just had to blindly play, searching around in rooms for an invisible dot. You took the dot back to the main screen, and that's when you found the first Easter egg ever put in a video game. The creator's name. Yeah. I had to give that. Mm-hmm. I had to do that one. 
because yeah, that means the first Easter egg. All right, and then also in this movie that we're going to be reviewing, the one, the only, he's so nice, you could say his name 15 times, and I love it every time, Mr. William Defoe. William Defoe. Oh, man, I have a whole story about that okay. if you want to hear it, but we'll it's do. William okay. Defoe. Now they're Defoe. staring at six men with guns drawn. It was a fucking ambush. This was a fucking bomb dropping on Beaver Claverville. For a few seconds, this place was Armageddon. Uh, there was a firefight! <laughs> One of my favorite scenes with Mr. William Defoe. Uh, he actually used to pronounce his name differently because his family pronounced it differently, and he had to change it because people would call him David. So he goes by Willem or William? It's William Defoe. But it says Willem but on his da- Yeah, yeah. And it was Defoe is the way he used to pronounce. Is how his family pronounces Defoe, either Defoe or Defoe. He goes by Defoe? And yeah, he goes by Defoe because someone kept on calling him David all the time. But, but it's it's Willem, not William. Yeah, that's what I said, Willem. <laughs> anyway, the movie that we're talking about is The Card Counter, which is out at theaters right now. Uh, uh, Paul, we'll talk more about that. Director Paul Schrader, yeah. Dicker and Paul Schrader, the legendary yeah, director. We, talk about, we, we literally talk about all that shit okay, later. Okay, fine, fine, fine. What the fuck? Right. Did you just change? Why do you change shit every okay. episode? I just think it's all important. Right. It's important to mention. It's all dark. right. And the number one movie at the box office this past weekend is the next movie that we are... Is that number one? Number two. It's number two. Shang, Shang-Chi is still number one. Yeah, because right? you, can, you can watch the Mulligan at home, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, so Mulligan featuring Annabelle Wallace. Computer? <laughs> Hello. Hello? Among many sentient beings, laughter is both healing and meaningful. 20th century Earth comedians such as Buster Keaton or Charlie Chaplin are communal unifiers without the burden of language. Buster Keaton? Also known as the Great Stone Face. Yeah, she plays Zora in that Star Trek show, right? Yeah, yeah, she plays Star Trek Discovery. She plays the voice of the computer, Zora. Um, The reason I did that was because all the other clips I pulled for her, even Peaky Blinders, uh, she did such a hard accent that I could not understand <laughs> a fucking word she said. And that is nothing against her. I loved her in Peaky Blinders. I thought it, she did such a great job in that show. Um, also, Maddie Hass... Ha- am I going to say Hassan? Yeah. Hassan? 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 I only wear Maddie labels. Hassan. I only wear labels. And since I live in Virginia, of course, I couldn't find a dress good enough for my party. So I told Daddy we had to go to Paris. I'm all about couture. We can be twins. Mother, you look like a whore. Yeah, that's from uh, God Bless America. Uh, yeah, by Wild Bobcat. Bobcat, Wolf, Bob- both way, yeah. Bobby. Oh, God, I love Bobcat. I love that movie, too. That was a great movie, which is great because it was, it was a movie that was uh, making fun of reality television when it wasn't as big as it is today. With, um, with uh, Bill Murray's brother. As the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, gosh, such a good movie. And, uh, All right, and then uh, next in this movie, um, who's the other person? I Susanna. Uh, Susanna. Susanna Thompson. I, I'm a mother. I have a son, Oliver. Daughter. Her name is Thea. She's just a teenager. Please don't take me from my children. They've lost their father. They can't lose me, too. Please, whoever you are, please. 
That's from uh, Arrow, right? Yeah, that's where she played Maura Queen, who is the mother of Oliver Queen, the Arrow himself. Uh, she also, was a big part of that. She's also in a bunch of other stuff, but uh, let's be honest. The Arrow started a whole fucking universe of TV shows, so, so to be at the forefront of that. It's also started George Young as Kikoa Shaw, who is basically just uh, uh, Keanu Reeves. And they got uh, Nicole Brianna White, who's basically just um, Wanda, Wanda Sykes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's why I didn't want to play those two. I'm glad he pointed it out. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Chris, where can they find us at every time they want to be, find us? Real quick, do we see this movie with Malignant? We said it once, right? I thought you said it at the beginning, and that's why I just continued on. Okay. Malignant. Uh, yeah, Malignant. Yeah. Find some line movies on so, Guard Counter, Malignant, or that's the movies we're covering. Chris, tell them where they can find us every single time in the entire world. You can find us online, moviesdonsuck.net. We're on Facebook.com. It's Facebook.com slash uh, moviesdonsuckpodcast. We're on Twitter, editing this podcast. We're on Instagram, editing this podcast. We have Patreon.com slash moviesdonsuck. We can get, if you want shirts with their names on it, go ahead or go ahead and go to bonfire.com and search your name. And you'll be able to find all kinds of shirts. Uh, Neil crushed a came with his hands. And um, we're also on all streaming <laughs> platforms. Uh, Watch us on Twitch, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, watch the YouTube, watch the Facebook, and like that page. And who's our sponsor? Our sponsor today is the Five Star Dive Bar. Yes, the Five Star Dive Bar is located at 526 South Main Street, Elkhart, Indiana, 46516. Now, a dive bar is... And its truest sense is a place where you can walk in as a stranger or regular Patreon and feel equally at home. The atmosphere is casual. Other than no shirt, no shoes, no service, there is no dress code. You can wear a suit or you can wear a sleeveless T-shirt and be equally welcome. The closest thing to a uniform the employees have is a T-shirt with the bar's name on it. In reality, a dive bar isn't dirty or scary. The employees have all of their teeth, and other than the occasional mullet, they look like everyone else. Above all, dive bars are unpretentious and welcoming. Stop by and see for yourself at the Five Star Dive Bar. It's in an old theater. Nice. They used to play that used to play uh, live bands all the time. And they play live bands and live music. They have a uh, stand up and all that stuff. Um, they're in downtown Elkhart. It's the city I was actually born in. Is it Elkhart? Indi- is Elkhart, Indiana? Where that's the hospital I was born in. Right. And. Um, uh, it's just it's just on the block from where my parents live, and they took us there after we had a horrendous um, incident at a Mexican restaurant, and where the the food was so terrible, like we just said "fuck you guys" and walked out. What's well, like Indiana? We walked out. It's Indiana. Don't ever make fun of my state well, again. No, no, the, I, I, I Can we to, talk about Texas for five seconds? You want me to go into Texas? Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's Do you Indiana, want me to talk Indiana, about all the things Texas has done wrong in uh, the past four weeks alone? They have the best Mexican. <laughs> At least my state doesn't make national news every week. I know. What I'm saying. I'm just. I'm just saying, dude. Uh, Mexican food. Uh, you're gonna find the best in Texas. There's so many Hispanics in Northern Indiana, dude. It's the it's the it's where all the RVs, trailers, and homes are made. That's like one of the big job markets in the entire United States. Well, I didn't say. I'm just saying that Texas has the best Mexican food. No, that's not true. Oh. Not by far. Yeah, especially with all the white people and are conservatives. You, there. Wait, hold, hold on. Are, uh, are, anyway. hold, hold on. Are you saying that that Indiana has better Mexican food than fucking Texas? Uh, no, Oklahoma does, because Oklahoma's where we're, real cowboys are from. Anyway, uh, let's move on. <laughs> All right, move on. 
Because here they treat people equally. Uh, anyway. Really? You want to talk about Oklahoma and conservative? Okay. All right. Well, moving on. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, so if you get a chance, go by. They have music. They have good food. Uh, I had a burger there. It was great. I tried every uh, a bunch of their other food, too. I can't remember it all off the top of my head, but I remembered everything I had. I was like, this is fucking amazing for being just like a divey bar. Dive bars are great, man. It's the best place uh, to see a band, too. You know? Yeah. I mean, I saw you know Green Day just a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. at Kane's Ballroom, which was 10 times better than fucking seen them in any arena i've ever seen them in mm-hmm. so i mean what do you yeah, think is that the smaller the venue the better man you know what you know what i'm happy about what's that in two days i will be 41 years old you're, you're stoked on that dude uh, i don't care about age you know mm-hmm. i feel good uh, my back's been doing good for the last couple of years a uh, couple of weeks so i'm good about that um Please. on top of that what? What are you doing for your birthday? So we are going to watch the Notre Dame versus Purdue game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also found out that it is National Batman Day. Mm. You know, I mean, is it yeah. the same National every year? National Batman Day! <laughs> is, it, is, it yeah. the, is it the same every year? I don't know, but okay. it is this year, which is weird because I have two Batman tattoos, yeah. so I figured that kind of works. Yes, for sure. And then on top of that, um, it's optional... Uh, don't hate the 918, which that's the area code here in Tulsa. And so it's 918 day as well. Uh-huh. And on top of that, it is the 41st annual Scott Fest on my 41st birthday. So I know you're Irish. Are yes. you Scottish, do you? No, I'm Irish, dude. So what's but f- it's, it's Scott Irish Fest, dude. <laughs> so they're going to have... You know, it's, it's, it's both. Okay, so you're going to have beer... You're gonna have oh yeah, they're gonna have beer and and um and and then they're gonna have a bunch of uh good old uh, they got like Scotland games you know where they throw the logs. Do they have haggis? Oh, I hope. Oh my <laughs> god, that's some good shit. That is some good stuff. There's nothing better than eating some good haggis. Are you looking forward to hearing um, bagpipes everywhere? I love the bagpipes. Oh. I love me some bagpipes. Don't you love the bagpipes? Not really, but uh, you know, I don't hate. Oh, uh, I I can name. Can you name elite? Can you name four rock songs that have bagpipes in them? Tell me. Corn shoots and ladder. Long way, uh, long way to the top. If you want to rock and roll, um, uh, I forgot them now. I'm, I already been. Sorry, man. I'm put sorry. you on the spot. Sorry, yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, he kind of put me on the spot. Matt, Matt said corn. Your face is on the spot. So, so Ertoff said that corn. corn. Was... I said corn, yeah. Shoots and ladder. Yeah, yeah. Shoots and ladder. That was corn. Then it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll ACDC. I know. I, I have them on. I have uh, um, State of Mass. Uh, ship me up to Boston. I'm sure there's plenty of Dropkick Murphys. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. Foggy Molly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll vlog all these songs I could probably go through if I could just think for half a second, but I really can't. Uh, um, my comments on are on a daily. Yeah, because we, we got like a 20 minutes delay between what we see here and where it shows up everywhere else. Oh, yeah, we totally know it's on a d- delay, man. We know that. We we we, uh, we we touch you in our no-no spots, mm-hmm. and it's great. It's, uh, it's awesome. And, um, man, 
I can't believe all I can't wait. We need to talk about these movies because I can't wait to actually get to the news tonight because there's some like crazy fucking news that went on we, in the we last discussions. Huh? We have discussions about it. All right. Yeah, we, we have some stuff to talk about, bro, and it's going to be nuts. So the card counter, uh, directed by Paul Schrader. You guys know Paul Schrader because mm-hmm. he's been around for fucking ever. He wrote uh, four movies for Sussezi, those being Taxi Driver, uh, Dexter, Raging Bull, A Last Temptation of Christ, and there was, there's one other one. Yeah, and wasn't he the piano player for David Letterman? You think of Paul uh, Paul Schier? No, I'm sorry. Schaefer, yeah, Schaefer. Schaefer. Oh, yeah, okay, my bad. Yeah, I'm but, sorry. I thought but he, he's, he's also, got... but he also did a movie from 2017 that I really like called First Reformed. Um, mm, yeah, did you remember yeah, that with the Ethan Hawke? I fucking love that movie. No, you ever seen it? No. Oh, sorry. No. Well, you should. I've been telling everyone to go see. <laughs> First oh, the Last Temptation of Christ. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. that's a great with movie. Willem, by the way. Oh he's, my God. If Paul Schrader makes a movie. You can get it's a pretty good chance that Willem Willem Dafoe will be in it. Um, Mm, so he yeah. wrote and directed this. Uh, it's, he's been around forever. Uh, also stars the amazing Oscar Isaac as William Tell. The big deal, the saber masurka, is the most important day in a young man's life. Also, Tiffany Haddish as Lolinda. She's like, Tiffany, have you celebrated this year? I was like, what do you mean have I celebrated? Did you celebrate? <laughs> celebrate what, bitch? What are you talking about? And then also, uh, it's got Ty Sheridan as Kirk with a C. You see, Warren Robinette was proud of adventure. He wanted people to know who was behind it. And then we got, amazingly, the Willem Dafoe. And I, do we want to play this whole thing? I feel like you need to. Dude, play it anytime. I love Boondock Saints. Now they're staring at six men with guns drawn. It was a fucking ambush. This was a fucking bomb dropping on Beaver Cleaverville. For a few seconds, this place was Armageddon. Uh, there was a firefight! Okay, okay. <laughs> I love William Defoe. William Defoe. William Defoe in uh, Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints is literally one of my favorite movies of all time. I've seen that thing. He's the best I, thing I about that movie. I literally think that is. That is the only, uh, there's three movies in my world I think I've seen more than any movie in the world. And I think it's Star Wars, Return of the Jedi, um, Batman 89, and Boondock Saints are the three top movies. And I could watch them right after each other. Like, I could rewind the VHS after I was done watching it and push play again. Read this wrong for uh, the card counter. The card counter, yes. Let's read, holy shit, that's a big story. Yeah, All yeah. right. The film written and directed by Schroeder follows William Tell, a gambler and former serviceman who sets out to reform a young man seeking revenge on a mutual enemy from their past. Tell just wants to play cards. His Spartan existence on the casino trail is shattered when he is approached by Kirk with a C, a vulnerable <laughs> and angry young man seeking help to ex- execute his plan for revenge on a retired military major. Till Tell sees a chance at repetition through the relationship with Kirk, gaining backing from mysterious gambling financer Lalenda. Tell Tell takes Kirk with him on the road, going from casino to casino, until an unlikely trio set their sights on winning the World Series of Poker in Las Vegas, but keeping Kirk 
on the straight and narrow proves impossible, dragging Tell back into the darkness of his past. So uh, the this storyline does a horrible job of saying what it really is about. Um, no, no, no. And this is why it does a horrible job. Because okay. this movie is two fucking movies. It is not a coherent <laughs> one movie. It is not. I love the acting in this movie. I love the actors playing off of each other in this movie. But I really have to tell you this, and I feel this from the bottom of my fucking heart. This was two different movies, and they didn't give me enough of one of the movies, and they gave me way too much of the other movie. You know what I'm talking about? I didn't get that. Um, I, I did. But I know. I know. One, 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 one. Biggest complaint. Biggest complaint. Are you ready for this? If you're in a movie about cards and gambling, you better show me what the fuckers are winning and losing with. <laughs> I don't want to, oh, that guy lost, he left. Oh, that guy lost, he left. Oh, that guy won, must have had some good cards. But you know, I don't think it was I don't think it's a gambling movie though. This isn't, you know, hard eights or or anything. I don't think that's what it's really about. You can't give the name of a movie the card counter and not give me what the fucking cards are about. I know you wanted exciting. I, I, they gave okay, okay, and this is the reason why it pissed me off was because at the beginning of the movie, um, slight spoiler, not really, whatever. They give you a full explanation about one card game, a full explanation Texas on. on even. Yeah. No, 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 no. It was black. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and they even show you the dude's method in blackjack. But then when it came to poker, they're like, hey, fuck it. You guys probably know what poker is, right? <laughs> you know you know what's going on, right? You know, like, like it, it, it was just like they cared more about the blackjack playing and nothing about the poker playing, even though the poker playing was actually a big part of the fucking movie. And I, I don't like it. I don't want you to put that in the background when it's an actual – the poker is a character. It is part of the environment. And you can't just be like, you know, hey, me and Chris one day, we stopped doing this podcast because me and Chris got a big fight <laughs> over a board game. Yeah, we got a big fight over a board game. And that's the end of it. We don't tell anybody the board game. We don't even tell anybody what happened in the fight of the board game. We don't okay. even tell anybody. See, I do, that's what I do, I do like, I do understand your problem, but I just did like this. That didn't bother me. At all, honestly. like. Well, yeah, I know, because that's not what you're looking for in this movie. And that's what I was looking for after you gave me a movie called The Motherfucking Card Counter. Well, I, I, I was, was looking for goddamn Rounders Part 2. Well, you know, I was I saw Paul Schrader and I was on board. Um, so here's my biggest gripe with this movie. Now, I want to say all these actors are great. All the actors are great, but I just did not buy Timothy Hash's character. Just didn't buy it. Yeah, and the fact, yeah, I get that. But but no, but um, I did I did get the chemistry between them, like between everyone. I got yeah, the chemistry. They had chemistry, but but it's just but, but I didn't I didn't buy attention. I thought she was a weird character. I just thought yeah. one, one she was one dimensional, not very fleshed out. And even then, when they explained her background, I still didn't get a sense of who she is. I got a sense of Ty Sheridan, Kirk with the C. I got a sense of Oscar Isaac, even and even, but I didn't get a sense. Yeah, of, and, those, and those two characters together, uh, 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 Oscar Isaac and Ty Sheridan, like uh, the the chemistry between uh, one, uh, you know, Oscar Isaac being the mentor mm -hmm. and um, Ty Sheridan being the you know the follower. Or, I, I want to mention you know, the, the, the point near the end. Of the movie i don't want to give away but people 
gasped in the theater. <laughs> like, like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I, I, I don't gasp. I'm like, damn. <laughs> just... This is my biggest problem with this movie. There are so many things they could have showed us at so many parts of this I'm fucking movie. Wait, they stopped at the prison to visit someone? Who the fuck is he visiting? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and that's my thing. And that's what I'm trying to say is that, um, one, I just realized neither one of my notebooks are next to me, but I'll grab them in a second. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but um, I had to buy a second notebook for this movie oh, because yeah. I uh, uh, I forgot my notebook at home and I, I was 30 <laughs> minutes away. Anyway, um, so anyway, um, yeah, so the problem is there's so many times in this movie that the writer, director, the same guy, I guess. Yeah, yeah, writer, uh, uh, tour, the legendary so Paul Schrader. Yeah. So, Paul, this is to you, Paul. Um, yeah. and, but by the way, if you listen uh, to this, he, he will go on social media and fuck you up. There's bits of information we didn't need to know. Yeah. You know, there's information like, you don't need to know he's visiting a prison. You don't need to know what's going on in that back room. You don't need to know what the cards are being played on the table. He's a very, you don't need to know. No, he's a very old school filmmaker. And that everything that's in the movie has to propel the story forward in some way. I'm not that. I like a bunch of. But the three things we're talking about are all things that push the story forward. <laughs> Who's at the jail? No, I'm he, not. No, I'm not. The jail, and it's in Leavenworth. You know, which is like I'm, ten miles from. I'm your saying house. that's. I'm not. You know, I'm, like, I'm not saying that that that's a good thing. At all, I love movies that have decorations. Honestly, like when it's just lines that have nothing to do with the movie. Like most of Pulp Fiction, I love. That's probably one of my favorite movies, dude. There's a bunch of dialogue yeah. in there that has really nothing to do with the plot. Just funny shit. And this one didn't. Oh really... fuck that! Go go back and look at the Easter eggs of that movie. Okay. All those lines have something. Okay, fine. <laughs> but anyway, continue. But yeah, uh, Card Counter. Uh, I uh, I enjoyed it. It w- and it's not near as long as. It- it's an hour and 50 minutes, right? So, and um, you don't have to stay for the whole thing. Once the credits roll, it's the same thing, same shot over and over. Because um, I waited. <laughs> but um, uh, I uh, I did see this in the theater yesterday, and there were fuckers that were talking to me next to me. And uh, it was like four, four like MMA looking dudes. So I'm not going not gonna to fuck with them. But I did look yeah, over, right. and I was like, um, you know, like, like that. You know who could fuck with them? You? Oh, Batman. Yeah, sure. <laughs> anyway. I, I, dude, I was so furious yesterday. I was just like, I was just like, man, I, I really wish people that talked to theaters got I, fined. You know, I really yeah. wish. I wish that if they saw you talking, or the kicked theater, out of the theater, I wish it was like Alamo, man. It was I miss like, Alamo. There, it was four dudes, man. I'm not gonna fuck with four dudes. Um, there is a literally there is a whole row of people two rows down from me, and that was it. Besides mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. and. They were like the most rude. One person was texting. One person to picked up a phone call at one point. Uh, one person was just like, "What's going on in this? I don't get that." Like, <laughs> you know, it was just. Uh, there was, was a like, dude. There was a dude in the same row that I was in, and he moved right. Like, like he moved and went to a different row. I'm like, man. And so I did the same thing. I got up and I moved. And I couldn't find a good seat, so I just went back to my seat. Was the best seat I had in the house. I was like, "Fuck!" Like, uh, there's no better seat than get away every from seat's this. a good seat as long as I don't have to sit next to some talking motherfuckers. But um, I got, I got what they're trying to do with this movie. I got it. I got the idea. I got the overall idea. I just don't think this will be liked by your average viewer. Oh, not at all, man. This is not a movie for. No, this is not your average viewer movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm glad we didn't do a Netflix version of John Wick Part Two. Um, Kate, 
Yeah, I'm glad we didn't do that one because I watched that one too. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and that was, uh, that was, uh, right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was not a home run. So, uh, um, so but, the, the uh, reasons, the things I did like about the movie, I love Oscar Isaac's character. I think he's great. I think he was. Deep. Oh, dude, he was the best Wankinic Phoenix I've ever seen. <laughs> I think he's better than Wankinic Phoenix in a lot of movies in this thing. Uh, yeah, but I mean, let's be honest. Did he not feel like he was Wankinic Phoenix the entire movie? He felt like uh, the Wankinic Phoenix from The Master, but better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. Tiffany Haddish played a character I didn't really buy, but I like Tiffany Haddish, so good for her. I like Tiffany Haddish. Her relationship between her and I, I, uh, Oscar Isaac was cool. Uh, that was good. I just didn't believe the character she was playing, and that's not her fault. I believe that's more the writing. Yeah, but but because you didn't see more of it. But there was chemistry between you know those two. I could tell. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, I think she's. Oh yeah. Um, Ty Sheridan. I have a problem with his puffy face, but whatever. I'm, I'm not gonna talk about his looks. I just. Uh, I don't. I don't really like him that much, man. Ty Sheridan. No? Did you just say you you're upset about his puffy face? Yeah, he has a puffy face going on with him every single time. I can't see his eyes ever. Um, I hate to see what you say about me or Jeff or any one of your friends when we're not around. I man. love Neil, man, but uh, God, his third chin. No, no I never. <laughs> no, dude, I, have to, I have no issues with any of my friends. I'm just uh, Ty Sheridan stared his like squinty eyes all the time, like. This fucker, but his character was his character was fine, you know. But his uh, character was good. William Defoe played his part in there really well. Yeah, I mean, William Defoe, like, any character he is, he's just he's just like yeah, he just he just knocks it out of the park yeah, every time. Yeah, you know, I don't honest. have to worry about William Defoe. Whatever he's did doing. you know he's he's kind of a scientist himself. I believe it. I heard he has a giant yeah. hog, like scarily big. What his penis? Yeah, it's an antichrist. No, that's not his penis. That's a porn star's penis. But I have, I have heard. Hey, there's somebody that in our chat books that just literally says Chris says horrible shit about. Dude, everyone. I do not say that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's my brother, guys. He's he's trying to sabotage me. Um, no, but uh, Willem Dafoe, apparently his has... twin brother. Ooh, we're gonna talk about twins here in a little Please bit. Don't, dude, I'm tired of hearing about twins. Why? Why? <laughs> I used to work with my brother, right? And we'd be in the theater. We'd be in the elevator going up to our floor, and then people would be like, "So, so who's evil one?" <laughs> like, we get that going on, or they'd be like, "They'd be like, it's obviously you." Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Your brother's nice. I mean, if not, you wouldn't be able to, you know. Uh, got that beautiful wife you got because she likes evil. You guys are Dude, together I, and evil. I let my brother live with me for 10 months. Yeah, I know. So, so does everybody on this podcast. We heard about it every uh, week. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm a pretty good person, pretty good brother, but, but we'll see. Yeah, no, you're fucking evil. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I love you. Uh, all right, all right. Let's do some quotes and let's get to our rating on this movie. Okay, all right. Um, when I was old enough, all I wanted to do was roll up the windows and drive, 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 wherever the road would take me. This asshole right here, Mister Fucking USA. I thought it was about me just for saying this asshole right here. <laughs> <laughs> this man never saw a day of service, and I would love. I would like nothing more than to take the flag, shove it through his mouth, and pull it out of his asshole. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I'm always looking for a good thoroughbred. The apples weren't bad. The barrel they came from was bad. Who is the insta prick? Are you asking a question? I love that one. <laughs> oh man, look at him. He is straight out of Call of Duty. <laughs> I call him Charlie Two Chins. He's got more chins than a Chinese phone book. Mm-mm-mm. That's his fucking. I can't believe she said a joke that I heard like in the nineteen. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it. Yeah, I've heard, <laughs> I've heard that like in like a like shits from the eighties. So they wouldn't say that now because they're not fucked up to say something like that. You know, in poker, the river can instantly turn anyone into a winner. Is it? Is it? You a poker player? Yeah, dude. I used to play a lot of competitions. I don't really know how to play poker. I'm single. I'm very bad. at I it. do. I'm fucking good. I usually got top three when I was in anything. Mm. Cause I, I have, when are we going to go to Vegas, patience. dude? Oh, dude, I don't have Vegas money. I'll go. I'll. You can just come here to Oklahoma, and we'll drive down the block and fucking hit like ten casinos, dude. <laughs> oh, do you want Vegas? Have you never been to Vegas? Is that why? I've been there one. I only spent one night in Vegas, so I'd like to spend at least three. Yeah, dude. I'll. Dude, we should do guys weekend in Vegas. Shit, dude. Okay, <laughs> we'll talk about this. After We're the planning that shit. All right, okay. all right. If, if you're listening to us on the podcast and you're a dude and want to go on the guys weekend to Vegas and know anybody, let us know, man. We'll be more than happy to jump you with us. And believe me, I work in radio and he works uh, at a different job. I can't talk about online because it's against the law. But um, Whoa. Anyway. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not Sorry. legal. <laughs> but hit us up, man. We're doing a we're doing a guy Vegas trip now. That's <laughs> that's fucking it. We're doing it. I'm doing it. All right. Um, Hey, how did it go in Leavenworth? I just had to put that in there because you're only a couple miles for Leavenworth. That's true, Sound Street. Did you ever see a city lit up at night? I saw a city all on fire one night. God I don't damn, think that that's was the so, same thing. That's, that's such a good line, by the way. Such a good yeah. line. The nerves, the nerves on you, your toes, your fingers, the tip of your dick. Mm-hmm. 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 I don't like celebrity gambling. I like anonymous gambling. I did all this just for you. The feeling of forgiveness, the feeling of forgiving another and forgiving yourself is the same. And that's it. That's what I got. Okay. So um, what's your score on this? Well, no, I'll go first. How about that? Uh, yeah, you go first in on this one. Mine's a 3.7. Uh, like you said, it was a little incoherent. Some of my favorite Paul Strader movie, but it, the performance by Oscar Isaac is—he's so good in this, so good, and I can't, I can't get past that. Um, but it—it it has like themes of redemption, of uh, or you know, themes of redemption, themes of uh, downfall, and sort of like it's a revenge movie, you know. And I'm not—that's not giving any way. It's a revenge movie, and. It's yeah, sort of, it's sort of Oscar Isaac is the focal point of this movie, you know. And um, because of his acting and everything like that, uh, yeah, I'm gonna give this a much higher than what I was gonna give it. I'll give it a three point six. Okay. Um, but to me, there was a lot of things, and even though you say they're not important, mm-hmm. me as a movie watcher think they're important. Yeah. Like, who's the guy in the jail? Who's who's what 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 were the hands people were winning? You know, yeah. and why were people losing? If you added that little bit of slight excitement to the movie, yeah, just that little bit, just that little bit, I, I believe this could easily been like at least a three point eight, three point nine for me. But like, yeah, I'm with I you. feel I'm, like I'm with you on that. Like that, but I think 
people who knew Paul Schrader's movies would have been sort of like... What's the best way to say this? Um, there are scenes that I wanted more information about. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say maybe they're in like Guantanamo Bay or anything like that. But yeah, they were. And uh, like, Abu Ghraib. Yeah. So wherever they were at, yeah. wherever they were at. Anyway, and still, I wanted more info and stuff like that. You know, the cinematography in this movie was awesome, especially in those scenes. Yeah, the fish you know, islands. Where they yeah. did the double. Yeah, the fish where islands. Where they did the double. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. But I don't know, man. I, I feel like it missed the mark on some places. But uh, so that's our score, one out of five. Now let me try and guess. Okay, start the with the. I'll start with the audience. Forty-eight percent. You're really, really close. Forty-six. Forty-six. Yeah. Damn, off by two percent. Okay, so what is the uh, critic score on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, by the first time listeners, we always uh, after our our score, we guess the Rotten Tomatoes score for the audience and the. I do at least because I don't look at Rotten Tomatoes yeah. ever. I don't believe in it. Um, <laughs> Here you are guessing though. Yeah, um, I, I try to guess. Okay, man, the critics are gonna say something stupid, like ninety-eight percent or something like that. What are you saying? What are you guessing? I'm guessing like ninety-five percent. Let's go that eighty-six. So not that close. I I, I thought it'd be like way up there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah it's still it's close. It's still it's, it's, it's still, still fresh. Double. It's still fresh. So the critics' yeah, consensus is led by Oscar Isaac's gripping performance, the card count as another weed chapter for to Paul Schrader's long inquiry into man's moral responsibility. If you want to see a good Paul Schrader movie uh, that's just Paul Schrader directing and writing, uh, go see um, First Reformed. I think it's uh, free on Amazon Prime. I'm not sure. But I love First Reformed. I think you would too. Anyway. Yeah. Get her done. Yeah. Let's go to news. <laughs> All right. Now that... That's not Now they fuck. Uh, sorry, I gotta go back. <laughs> Stop hitting the foe. Yeah. I can go back to the foe if you want. No, go, okay. just do it. <laughs> now it's time for movies don't suck and something news, where I read stuff from the internet. Chris hasn't read all week because he's Amish and lives in a barn. I'm busy working all week, so. Uh huh. I work all week too, motherfucker. I work eight hours a day. Sometimes I work sixteen hours a day. Well, let's let's just go just go uh, like each other's buttholes. So let's let's yeah, yeah. Going. I guess so. Asshole. What Whatever. are you talking anyway. about? All right, you have a big story. You going to get that later? You want to start with a small one? Oh, I'll get I'll get to everything in mm-hmm. its in the order I want it to be. Okay. First, do you like the song "Send Me an Angel"? Yeah. Send me an angel. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you like montages of I BMX a, bikes dude, dancing? I, by the way, I, I am prom? a I'm a child of the '80s, so of course I do. <laughs> this year, Rad is celebrating its 35th anniversary. Do you remember Rad? No. Tell me about Rad. Rad was a BMX movie about a kid that was a poor guy and he didn't have a sponsor. His girlfriend or his, there was a girl that was a BMX sponsored girl uh, who was played by Aunt Becky from Full House. (laughs) um, uh, Laura, you know, the one that got busted for sending her kid to college. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, her, yeah, yeah. But because it's his 35th anniversary, um, they are now re-releasing it into the theaters. 
So uh, that will happen at for Fathom events. So go to the website for participating dates. But rad, dude. If we were, if I was still living with you, we'd totally go see that. Wait, living with me? You never lived with me, but we lived in the same area. We're near you. Whatever. Okay. Okay. Don't be mean. Don't be mean. <laughs> I mean. Wait, did you do Fathom? Do you know what act? Did you do Fathom events for uh, for the wrestling when you went and saw that in theaters? Yeah, I went and seen AEW. Yeah, yeah that's what that was. Fathom events. Um, okay. You know what famous celebrity that we've seen in a bunch of movies, especially in the last two years, has never played a cowboy, but Who? is about to? Who? Well, man, his name is like Nicholas Cage. Oh, Nick Cage playing a cowboy? I thought, I'm surprised he Nicholas hasn't played Cage one. Nicholas Cage is in his first Western ever called The Old Way, marking the first time in his decade-long career the actor will per, uh, will be in an, a traditional Western. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm sure he's great in that. I mean, like, again, Nick, is, Nick Cage is great in everything. Everything he's in lately. Yeah. Movies. And, and this is a storyline. It's he will be playing Colton Briggs, a gunslinger turned general store manager who lives a quiet life with his family. When a band of outlaws murders his wife, Briggs saddles up once again to seek vengeance along his 12 year old daughter. The Laud Express actress gratitude for being able to play in a new game genre for over 40 years of his career. Can't wait to see that. Dude. <laughs> He's going to be so good. Man. He's going to be so good. I uh, did. I mean, it's yeah, there's pictures. And uh, man, <laughs> it looks good. Uh, he looks beat up. He he's got a beard. Of course. Um, you ever heard of Paul Thomas Anderson? I know who PTA is. Dude, he's one of my favorite directors. His new movie coming out um, is going to be called Licorice Pizza. Dude, that's that's a record store in Los Angeles. Oh, really? Yeah. It began filming in August of 2020, starting an A-list care, uh, cast with the likes of Bradley Cooper, Maya Ra- uh, Rudolph, Ben Steller, and others. So he stuck his wife in there because um, he's married to Maya Rudolph. Yeah. Yeah. The story of a high school student becoming an actor in the 1970s after befriending a famous Hollywood director. I can't wait, dude. <laughs> I will be Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah, I yeah. mean, what, what more What more of any of that do I need? Yeah. It's named Licorice Pizza <laughs> and all that stuff. HBO Max wait, wait, hold is on, already. Hold, hold on, did they give it a release date for it yet? No, they're okay. they're, they're filming it, dude. Okay. I don't know what more you fucking want for that shit. <laughs> right. I, I give you the information. I know. Okay, I never. So, I never so doubt you. Thing, I, I never. I never. I never hold back on the info. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. We we saw PTA's last movie, right? Phantom Thread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember watching that movie. This one's better. I remember when you watched that movie. You're like. That movie was fucked up. <laughs> That's what you said. That movie was fucked up and sucked. Anyway. Hey. Um. HBO Max is already greenlit a spinoff to the movie The Batman, starting Robert Patterson. The spinoff will be a series based all around Colin Farrell's Penguin. Oh, Penguin. Or as as a as um <coughs> in the conversation, say Penguin. <laughs> What? Do you hear that? Don't pick on the Cumberbatch. Don't pick on I'm the Cumberbatch. I'm, I'm, I'm a Cumberbatch, too. I mean, I'm a Cumberbatch as well, but I'm just, it's very funny. But it will uh, attract, yeah, it's already, but the the movie, I guess, is already getting good reviews, and HBO Max has already signed off on a Penguin. Like, I think they're doing a whole Batman universe, because they're also doing Batgirl already. They're mm-hmm. talking about doing Catwoman. They're, they're talking about doing a Joker series. I mean, you're excited for this one, aren't you? The Batman. 
I'm excited anytime yeah. Batman is mentioned anywhere. <laughs> and I give it the full energy of my love and respect. I go in there with high, high hopes, and it's them that keep on fucking crushing it, not me. All right. Who's the last time you weren't crushed by a Batman movie? Uh, ben Affleck. Ben Affleck is literally the best Batman, I believe, live action. Better than Keaton? I mean, fighting wise and action wise, and the like, like what his size I mean, is but, like. But tell me about Batman. Batman like, does, visually, does... visually, when I think of Batman, I mean, look at this. Does that look like Michael fucking Keaton? No, Michael Keaton's slimmer than that. Okay, I got you. I yeah, got you. yeah. But that, that's that's what I picture, you know, as a like okay. looking like a. So, but before you get too Batman, wise personality wise, before you get too Batman, I want to ask you this real quick, and then we'll move on from Batman because you saw too much about Batman. Uh, you think we're moving on for Batman? Yeah. You have no idea the next two okay. stories I got. But, but, but listen, who's your favorite Batman besides Ben Affleck? Like, if you had to go through all the Batmans that ever existed. You want, me to go through, you want me to list them? You want me to list them? Just the top three. How about that? Top three Batman. Uh, no, I can, no, I can list them all. All right, fine, them fine, all. fine, 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 fine. Uh, I, I have them in my head, dude. I fucking surf from, I get asked Surf from the bottom and go to the top. The worst to the best? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, worst, Christian Bale. Okay. Uh, George Clooney. Okay. Then um, after that would be uh, Val Kimmer. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Then after that would be Adam West. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it's uh, wait. You thought Valkyrie was worse than better, worse than Adam West? Man. <laughs> no, I said I said Valkyrie is better than Adam West. Okay, fine. You told me to go the opposite way. Okay. Here, okay. Let me go the true way. I know okay. the true way. Okay. Here, it's it's Ben Affleck as Batman because he did the best. Like he just okay. physically okay. looked the okay. best. Okay. Right. Michael Keaton is the best acting wise okay. as Batman. Vocally, Kevin Conroy out of the park every fucking day of the week. Then after that, after that, it would be uh, I like Val Kimmer more than Adam West, and that gives the trouble in my life. But Adam mm-hmm. West is next, and George Clooney, then Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. And if you want to go, uh, the new guy, the guy who's playing him in Titans, is doing a good job too, as well. What about uh, in, who knows? If you're lucky, Rob Pattinson might be number one. I don't know where the fuck he's going to be at. We'll figure that no, out okay. when it happens. Okay, what's All next? right, let's talk about. Let's talk about how Warner Brothers lost over $50 million on Tenet's theatrical release. Let's hear about it. A new report reveals that Warner Brothers lost a minimum of $50 million from Tenet's theatrical release um, early into the ongoing pandemic, which was written and directed by Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. How do you, I mean, we, you and I saw it in theaters and there were only, there were only two people in there theater when we saw Tenet. Do you remember that? When we went and we talked about it? Mm-hmm. That was a, that was a fun outing, but so what's the deal? Are they going to, are they good? I mean, they're just fucked, right? <laughs> Let's talk about the next news story I got. So you're just saying that they lost Christopher of- Nolan is no longer making movies for Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers has pretty much fired Christopher Nolan from any future projects, and there's a huge fallout with them. Christopher Nolan has taken his next movie, which is about the creation of the atom bomb during World War II, oh, to Universal. I'm sure they're happy to have him. I'm sure they can lose $50 million, too, and be happy with him. Dude, they only lost $50 million because that happened in the middle of a fucking pandemic, dude. No one's no, in theaters. no. It's all about Christopher Nolan. Dude, we like Tenet. Fuck you. We like that movie. <laughs> all right. 
Remember that movie we liked last year about those people going around places and they were all being murdered? That's a lot of movies. What movie are you talking about in particular? The Forever Purge. Oh, yeah. I like The Forever Purge. That was... Purge 6 script is complete. It will feature a remapped America, which makes sense if you watch Forever Purge. Mm-hmm. No spoilers. Go watch it. There's there's some shit that if goes down. If you guys like The Purge, would you like this movie? Uh, you, Me and you have followed it the, the whole way through. And we yeah, which uh, Forever Purge doesn't even come to home media until the end of the month. Yeah, so, yeah. So, that, so it was earlier this year we saw that. And, uh, yeah, so Purge 6 is now officially confirmed. Franchise star Frank Grillo, who played Crossbones yeah, 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 yeah. In, uh, in in the uh, Marvel movies. He was also, uh, he's a, he was also in um in the my Our Anarchy and Election Year. But he's also in that movie that we all saw earlier this year where he played a cop and he was chasing Sam Jackson and Ryan Reynolds, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, the girlfriend's boyfriend, the bodyguard's... The hitman, the hitman's wife's bodyguard. Okay, okay, gotcha. You liked that movie, yeah. I did not. <laughs> no, no, because you, you don't like Ryan Reynolds, the sexiest man on the planet. Um, I can move on from that, but okay. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds is the sexiest man mm. on the planet. Anything I'm a third, does, I'm a third beer already. Damn, let's get fucked up. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll catch up. Um, I'm not telling you to. The Expendables saying. four, and I told you would be would we be talk, putting we new segments about, about the Expendables already. But we'll be talking about this every week, pretty much, because okay. every week someone new is going to get added. So who's added? Guess on? who just got added? Iggy Pop, the Godfather himself, <laughs> the Godfather himself, Andy Garcia. I was going to say the resurrected corpse of Marlon Brando, but um. <laughs> That's so fucked up, dude. You're so fucked up. <laughs> no, Andy Garcia, because he became the Godfather at the end of Godfather 3. Yeah. Uh, that's a spoiler, I guess, if you haven't seen Godfather. Uh, but if you haven't seen Godfather, I mean, it's from the but, goddamn early But apparently 80s. you don't need to see the third one. You don't need to see the third one, the, apparently. The third one was all right. Was I'll play Chino so... Knives Out oh. 2 has just wrapped filming. Oh, so it's done now. So we're it's already done. Oh, great. It's I'm already like, there. I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm happy. I can't wait. I just, they don't have a release date, do they? News. Release date? Uh, I, I, no. No, there's okay, no fine, release date. Fine, fine, uh, One of your favorite movies and video games of all time is getting the Batman treatment at HBO Max. And it they is aren't doing it, are they? It's of century. Not- Warner Brothers and HBO Max has over... Five different spinoffs of Marvel Mortal Kombat oh, okay. in in writing for HBO Max. So it's like like series or movies? Series. Damn, dude. I don't Tell have... some maybe and movies. Similar movies that don't go so. Uh, let's see. Uh, Warner Brothers said streaming Matrix on HBO Max have been in line with ticket sales. In other words, Warner Brothers is saying they think it will be better on the streaming platform than releasing all these in uh, the theater. Um, I mean, developing other characters in its Mortal Kombat universe is all they're saying. Um, some of them are saying Sub Zero. Some of them are saying Katana. Some of them are saying uh, you know uh, other stories. And so, yeah. And Johnny Cage is included in that as well, which WWE superstar The Miz has been lobbying for the part and has got endorsements from Joel McCall, who voices Johnny Cage in the animated Mortal Kombat movies. I mean, you want The Miz to, you want him to see him there, right? You want, oh, yeah, dude. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, his, 
literally, you know what his theme song is? He walks before he comes out. It's like I'm. Oh, no, no, it's it's a Hollywood Boulevard sign and a, a helicopter, like his screen is a helicopter going across L.A. and Hollywood. And then all of a sudden it goes, I'm awesome. <laughs> I came to play. Like, that's his theme song, dude. Like, literally, yeah, he is Johnny Cage. If you do not, it's just like a no, that's, remember Eraser? Yeah, that, that Schwarzenegger film that thought that, It'd bring him back to the forefront, but it didn't. Eraser Reborn is was shot in secret over this past summer based on the 90s Schwarzenegger classic. But but Arnold's not in it, right? It doesn't say much, okay. man. It says it's uh, somewhere under the direction of John uh, Pogue, uh, Jackie Lay, McKinley Belcher, and Eddie Ramis uh, making up the core cast. So it's going to be like a it's in post production and it's aiming for spring of 2022 on HBO Max. There's a lot of stuff coming on HBO Max, man. I mean 1996, dude, it pulled that movie pulled 240 million dollars and it had a 100 million dollar budget. So they made 140 million on. Damn, that's a lot. Um Oompa Loompa Doopity Doo Willy Wonka cast a new dude. They cast Willy? They are cast Willy. Keegan Michael Key has just oh, been yeah, cast in yeah, a mystery role opposite of Timothy Kalamit in the new prequel of Willy Wonka and the it's Chocolate Factory. Too much, you guys don't know too much. Uh, he was in a movie called uh, Call Me By Your Name last year, like a couple years ago. Where you, uh, you don't think you saw that movie? Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. you did? I saw it. With Arnold yeah. Hammer? I like I like Timothy Clip. Show me. Yeah, whatever. I was trying <laughs> to stop it so you can make you can fix it, man. Okay, but you want you want the key? Now. Yeah, he's in it, right? He's please. Yep. Where's All right, it? next movie. You ready? Yeah. We got another reboot. We got another remake. Of course. And it's going to be directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, also her, known as Ron Howard's daughter. Is first her first directing feature film? No, no, she did she did the Mandalorian and got a fucking no, award feature for feature film. Um, no, I think she did another one. All right, well, what's the movie? Anyway, <laughs> it's a classic Disney movie, and they're remaking it. So, I mean, that's that's uh, that's obvious. <laughs> that's all they do now is remaking the movies. What movie, yeah. what movie are they remaking? The Navigator. The Navigator? Yeah, dude, right? I, don't I mean, love The Navigator. I've never seen the original. Oh, my God, you're such a... I I quit. Right. I fucking quit. What the fuck? How do you do a movie podcast and you've never seen the motherfucking nav- Flight of the Navigator? I've never seen it. I gotta be honest. It's about a million. You've never seen Flight of the fucking Navigator? No, because because I watch good movies. You call yourself a goddamn nerd and you never seen the goddamn Flight of the fucking goddamn Navigator? Dude, uh, I'm just a, I'm just a nerd to people I work with. 1986 film, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, starring Joey Kramer, Sarah Jessica Parker's in that. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul Rubens, fucking baby, who is it? I guess I have to. <laughs> he does the voice. He does the voice of the. I have to, the, I have to, the, do, the, I have to see this, then, huh? Okay. This movie is classic. It's about a kid that finds a spaceship, dude. Okay. <laughs> it, it's it's cool, and Max Headroom's part of it. Pee Wee Herman's a part of it. Like, there's so many '80s shit that gets thrown in there, but it is a really, really good movie. A uh, classic. 
I'll go Plastic find it on Disney Plus later on tonight. I used to have it. I used to have it in clamshell. I used to have the clamshell oh, yeah, VHS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. All right. Next, another remake. All right. Let's see if you can guess that remake from the song I sing to you. Ready? And I. You're making the bodyguard. You're making the bodyguard. A remake of the bodyguard is in development with new writer Matthew Lopez on board to write the screen tape, which the number one most selling soundtrack of all times is the bodyguard. So who the, who the, do you think you cast yet or anything like that? The two people, the, the, the one person that is fighting for it is Lizzo, the singer. Okay. And she wants her white man meat to be none other than Captain America himself, Chris Evans. I would watch that movie. I would see that movie. I would too. I would too. And so, like, I don't know. That that's I mean, he is America's ass, you know. He's America's ass. Yeah. But um all right, last but not least. Here we go. You ready? Uh-huh. There's a movie about a very muscular, muscular man trying to find his brother. That looks nothing like him. This is Twins 3. Here, Twins 2 me. Twins 2 is officially on its way 35 years later. And the sequel will be called Triplets. It's got to. It's got to be that. Yes. So there's a triplet who originally was going to be played by none other than the great Eddie Murphy. But at, because of Scott scheduling conflicts, because of everything that happened during COVID, mm-hmm. and now Eddie Murphy has a bunch of other stuff he has to do, he is being replaced by another actor who's kind of right up there with Eddie Murphy, I'd say, up there. Morgan Freeman? Funny-wise. Oh, no. You know, <laughs> he's been in a movie with Eddie Murphy, a recent movie with Eddie Murphy. Arsenio Hall? No. Who? No. Who? I said someone that's up there with Eddie Murphy. Well, Arsenio Hall's not up there. Tracy Morgan. What is okay, I, I, I was gonna say that, but I guess I'm, yeah. <laughs> I knew you would. I was gonna say it, but I didn't. I thought he was still too young. But okay, yeah, I'm not about it. I want to see it. I'm down for it. Anytime yeah. Tracy Morgan gets on my screen, it makes me happy. Do we want to see if there's anything else I'm missing? Hold, you are missing. Uh, that, miss- that's the final big story. Um, no, there's a big story that we need to talk about. Oh, Bob's Burgers movie is coming yeah. out next year. That's good. You missed the sad news. Oh. oh, shit. You're right. Let's talk about the sad news. I totally forgot about it, and it's my part. Uh, Chris, uh, we are going to play homage to um, one of the greatest stand-up comedians of all time. He did the weekend news update for three years when he did his five-year tender at Saturday Night Live. Um, he is one of the guys that no matter what room he was in, he could make everybody feel. He was a comedian's comedian too. Like he was, yeah. He, he was like I don't know if you've seen his roast of Bob Saget. It's one of the most brilliant things I've ever seen. Norm McDonald. Oh my god, I love him. And the clip I got Chris to play, and I want to explain this before you guys think I'm making fun yeah. of anything of that happened to him because I'm not. It's him making fun of it yeah. because he'd been battling with it secretly for eight years. Eight this years, is from man. a stand. 
Yeah, this is a stand-up from 2020 before everything shut down and uh, pandemic and stuff like that. But this is him actually talking about the disease that he had that he passed away from. And to be honest, I feel like this is the most Norm McDonald thing you can do because I don't know if you know how many times he said O.J. Simpson killed his fucking wife. But he did a lot, a lot. <laughs> when he was warned that he would get fired if he says it again, he upped it and made it like 10 times in one episode. Warren Michaels said that uh, uh, a business is uh, compromised with showbiz. Norm McDonald yeah. never compromised. But here he is. No. But here he is right now. Norm McDonald. And the reason I don't like it is because in the old days, they go, hey, that old man died. Now they go, hey, he, he lost his battle. That's no way to end your life, you know. What a loser that guy was. Last thing he did was lose. He was waging a brave battle, but at the end, I guess he got kind of cowardly was what happened. And then the bowel cancer, it got brave. You got to give it to the bowel cancer. You know, they were in a battle. And then, what the? And I'm pretty sure, I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure if the cancer dies, I mean, if you die, the cancer also dies at exactly the same time. So that, to me, is not a loss, that's a draw. That's a, you know what I mean? It's not like the cancer's gonna jump up and go, ah, I'm Uncle Bert's wife, where is he? I won fair and square. This where he works? Hi, name's Cancer. How are you? Where do I... You just throw me to my cubicle. <laughs> Bowel. First name is Bowel. So rest in peace, Norm. Uh, yeah, I, rest in I peace, Norm. This whole week I've been watching uh, his appearances on talk shows. He's so good. It's just... Yeah, it's oh, good. my God. I, I To be honest, uh, even before he passed away, yeah. um, I'm a Norm MacDonald fan because yeah. I just love how awkward he makes everybody feel in the room and he does it on purpose yeah. it is his fucking it is his cherry it is it, it is his crap everybody norm mcdonald you just never knew what he was going to do but the thing is you loved it yeah. like it wasn't like out of line where he was purposely uh making fun of a race or yeah. anything like that or being he was being Politically incorrect in a way where it was still funny if you got it. If not, if you didn't get it, then you just weren't in on the joke. So rest in power is normal miss you for sure. Yeah, and that's the end of the news segment. Let's get to the final movie, man. Now they're st- Oh, that's not it. Sorry. <laughs> Stop playing round and foul. <laughs> that's movies that don't suck and something to do. My name's Neil. I'm Chris. And remember... We both love Norm, and Norm loves us. One more time to Norm. Oh, yeah, let's take a drink. Cheers, if you got a beer, to Norm. To Norm. All right, last movie. Last movie is Malignant, uh, directed by James Wan. You guys know James Wan? The first movie he directed was Saw. Oh, man, Saw. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw it. We saw it. I saw it. I saw it over the weekend. Did you see Saw on the Yes, yes, I did. 
I, I saw saw I saw the first four saws on opening weekend. Okay, uh, he also directed Insidious, uh, Fury Seven, The Conjuring. I saw Insidious on its first opening weekend. I saw Conjuring on YouTube, its first YouTube. opening weekend. Conjuring Two. I saw Aquaman on its opening weekend. I saw Fast and Furious on its opening weekend. <laughs> there, there's pretty much not a movie this motherfucker has not made that I was not there <laughs> on opening weekend. Did you see the Nun? Where you wrote the Nun? Yeah, I saw the nun opening weekend. Well, yeah. you do. You know the stories, but he wrote the story with. Yeah. Um, oh, hold on, let me go back to this. By the way, this is um, James Wan's first retort, like first return to directing horror since um since the Conjuring two. So yeah, and right now he's filming Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Great. <laughs> he wrote the story with his wife Ingrid Bisu and like Kaylee Cooper, and um, and this stars. Annabelle Wallace. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Among many sentient beings, laughter is both healing and meaningful. Also, this stars uh, Susanna Thompson. I am a mother. As Jean. I am a mother. I have a son, Oliver. And this also stars Maddie Heason. As Sydney Lake. I only wear labels, and since I live in Virginia, of course I couldn't find a dress good enough for my party. That's good enough. And, um, so <laughs> that's, I, I, you do know I set these up, man. Yeah, do yeah. you not see it? Do you not see the patterns now? I stopped it, though, at the right time. I know, I know. You're getting good at it. You're getting, yeah. you're getting better at that. Well, okay. I, I, Dude, this I applaud you. This storyline is fucking, like, it's so long. <laughs> oh, my fucking God, bro. So Holy I'll, shit! Okay, no, so, no, I'm not doing that. I'm doing, not doing, doing it. The top one? I'll, I'll just, I'll just do the top one. Okay. Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders, and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are in fact terrifying realities. Dude, come on, we're the whole way. For half a, yeah, we're not gonna do the whole fucking movie by the storyline, dude. That <laughs> gave the whole fucking movie away. I know. Uh, so and uh, I don't want to do that because this movie is. Awesome! Like you don't know what it's the about. Going secrets, on. man. The, the, okay, so I gotta tell you, I was not on board until the last act when the twist was real. Like, okay, now I'm in. So this when movie, the twist came out, and then the twist after the twist, yeah, there are two and then twists. the twist after the twist after the twist. Oh my god! So many fucking twists in this fucking movie. But and it is cheesy, creepy horror okay, so done correctly so james wan is usually the king of the jump scare i didn't see any jump scares in this movie but no, it was and i don't care it was gory as fuck and i knew that when i saw him like you know, like that part you know, like that part you know, like that part uh, i've watched it three times the funny thing is when i'm watching movies with my wife in in the, you know i was watching this downstairs in the basement i go you know, like that part i go you know, like that part like i was able to film for the virtual because this movie is is gory as fuck. Like, by the way, it's not only gory, but it tells like a really dark story, and it's just like very dark. And they try to give you a little light bits here and there, like a <laughs> little. They try to like make it up in like some little. They have a little humor in there and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But at the same time, um, it is cheesy horror. Mm -hmm. It is. It, I, I'm not going to try to play it like this is not cheesy horror. This is cheesy horror. There's the bad guy, the the, the Antimus, their, their version of Freddy, their version of Jason, their version of Michael Myers, whatever you want to say. There's the spooky bo boogeyman character. And then it just unfolds 
unfolds the story of that I Boogeyman character. I never saw this coming. The twist in this, the big one, I could oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, right? Not a hundred. I, I, I could not have given you a thousand dollars. Just so you guys know, Neil is the king of figuring out twists. He could have not seen this coming. It's no, 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 fucking no. nuts. It is nuts. I had, I had, I had a totally different. I had a totally different um, idea. I had a different yeah. idea. And uh, me and my wife were watching this together. And uh, she fell asleep like what? 30 really? minutes left to the movie. Okay. Really? Yeah, I mean, well, uh, I mean, she, she works all day, you know? Okay, yeah, I got you. Yeah, you know? You know? Yeah. And um, believe me, she was enjoying it too. And she went back and watched the next morning. Mm-hmm. You know, because because I stay up to like two o'clock in the morning and she goes to bed at like nine o'clock. Yeah. And but she wakes up at like five a.m., six a.m. in the morning. And before she goes to work, she'll catch up on the things that we watched the night before. Yeah. And um, but this movie. Oh, my God. If you like horror, if you like spookiness, if you're ready, if you're ready for Halloween to come for fall for that, that spooky season that we we call it. Oh my fucking god! Is this not the movie for this? This is exactly the movie you want to watch, trying to get ready for the the spooky season. Like so, right now, I want to cosplay the fucking main spooky guy in this fucking movie. <laughs> I bet you do, man. This movie is. It, I wasn't in it until the last act, and then when that last act came, all of it came into focus. So I was in it fully. It's a fun movie, dude. Uh, there are all no, kinds. See, and this is where my intuition came a little bit more than than yours, because like each act, I was like, they're not telling us something. Mm-hmm. They're <laughs> not telling us something in this act. Next act comes, and I'm like, they're not telling us something here. There's there's going to be a reveal, and this is what I think the reveal is. And I wasn't too far off. I was pretty close, uh-huh. but it's still shocking. I was. It still was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Are you serious? Really? Fuck. Because so, yeah, um, a shitty movie with it, what it has said is it's all dream. <laughs> That's not what this did at all. Like, like you know, like, like, like I had, I had an inkling that I'm like, okay, this could be shitty. But the twist came. I was like, holy fuck, I'm on board. <laughs> I'm on board with this shit. I mean, to be very honest. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is gonna get sequels. This has to get sequels. Okay, I'm I'm gonna disagree with you there. I don't think they're gonna have to do something pretty drastic to beat the twist that's in Malignant. I love that you say that, but let's be honest. This is an origin story of a horror character. Okay. You're right. That yeah. nobody sees coming. Now, are they gonna be able to do it correctly? I don't know. But do I see the studio telling them, hey, man, we made a lot of money off of that fucking movie. Okay. And right. that right there. Do you have other ideas or can you make a sequel to this? And then they'd be like, well, this is my other idea. And they'd be like, no, let's just make a sequel to that movie. <laughs> oh, you don't want to be on board? Okay, we'll just get a different director. Yeah. I mean, because I, you know, I, like, like, I feel like, the, for example, James Wan, I read an article about this earlier. James Wan said that he wouldn't rule out the idea of a sequel, but he wrote that he wrote it as a standalone movie. But again, mm-hmm. Saw was a standalone movie as well. You know? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So but he was just a director of Saw, he wasn't the writer of Saw. Mm-hmm. 
writer and director. Story, at least. Oh, is he one of the writers? He was one of the writers. Yeah, because there's two writers for yeah. Saul. I remember that. Yeah. But um, to be 100% honest, I don't care. Either way, um, this movie will be the test of time. This will this will this will be a Rosemary's baby. Dude, this will be a an exorcist. I saw this the is, I saw the previews and then I watched the movie. I had no idea what was coming and when it came, oh my socks were literally across the room. They blew them off. Um, like, yeah, it was like there's so many different I mean, um so basically um all right, well let's talk about the things we can talk mm-hmm, about mm-hmm, without mm-hmm. ruining the movie. Um one, visuals in this movie yeah. are Fucking ridiculous! Yeah. The cinematography of this film is a horror movie classic. They were like, I give, mean, James was like, "Give me money." They're like, "Okay, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> give me money." Okay, yeah. <laughs> here's some money, James Wan. Oh my got the movie. <laughs> yeah. So the, the the I mean, they didn't really they didn't skimp. There's uh there's gore in it. There's a uh, great visual effects, and man, like I I mean, I knew they couldn't afford. Um, Connie Reeves, so this they just uh, hired George Young. They could afford Wanda Sykes, so they just hired Nicole Brianna White. But uh, they were great as the cops in this, right? Right. Oh my gosh! Yes, yes, yes. And um, um, the the lady uh who played the psychic. Oh yeah, yeah. Not the uh, psychic, but the uh, psychologist. I'm sorry about that. I said the wrong word. Uh, psychologist. Jacqueline McKenzie played uh, Doctor Florence Weaver. Yeah. Uh, was great. Uh, the sister who played opposite, um, um, who played Sydney Madison and Sydney, yeah, they played great opposite of each other. Yeah, uh, the mom did a great job. The cops though were just so like so dumb, <laughs> like they're so dumb. And I really think they hired the one lady because I think they were trying to get someone to look like Wanda Sykes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, like for a minute. I was just like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like I, at the beginning, I was at, at first at the beginning, I was like, uh, I think they're trying to be something. And then when it got to the point where I was like, no, I don't think they are. Never mind. Fuck me and my thoughts. And the guy, the, the guy was basically you're gonna uh, kind of be a little iffy on it. The guy was basically Keanu Reeves, right? Kikoshaw, or I'm sorry, George Young. Yeah, or or like a dumb down Keanu Reeves. Let's not let's oh, not. I mean, he's it. he's not near as attractive still, but he's he's up there. He's a good guy. <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it. Um, but no, everyone in this movie did their part, and 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 Madison or the Annabelle also played Madison. Hey man, yeah, she's great. She's great. Yeah, right out the park, dude. And um, I mean. I mean, this movie was made like two years ago too. Mm-hmm. This was supposed to be released last August. In theaters. And, uh, in theaters. Yeah. I mean, it was still released in theaters. You guys want to see in theaters, but it's on HBO Max. If you got a little setup like me, it's not it's an issue. Yeah. But, but um, or or even if you have a, a regular setup like me, I don't care. I watched it on my TV at home. I just turned the lights out, and drew the curtains, I do, and I, had a good. I do time. request for you when we see Doom, we're seeing that shit in theaters. Oh, dude, fucking IMAX only, dude. Yeah, okay. IMAX only. Right. I'm not even going theater. I'm going IMAX only when it comes to Doom. But, um, I mean, there, I mean, 
this is based in Seattle. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, There's some great little one-liners because of that in this. Um, the the actors, the gore in this movie, if you like gore, or if you don't like gore and you like to be freaked out by gore, <laughs> uh, did such a great job. Um, they made a new boogeyman. They made a new, they made another Slender Man. They made a new... So you, uh, you were looking forward to Malignant 2. I, I don't know if I am or not. That's why I'm trying to compare it to mm-hmm. ones that don't have so many... Sequels, yeah. Slenderman, the first one, the movie, because it's based off like, like, like a copy poster, like some yeah. internet thing. And I, I'm, I'm not a Slenderman guy because, like, a lot of people like, like, I want if they're gonna make a Slenderman, I want it to be kind of based on fact, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that Malignant is based on fact in the slightest, like, like I read about this and, at all, yeah. But, um, but uh, Slenderman, the movie kind of sucked. This one does not suck at all. Um, I'm, no, I'm, kind no of, I'm kind of wondering what your scoring this is. Why don't you get the quotes on this? I'm already on top of that. I'm already there. <laughs> Electric shock had no effect on him and was like he was controlling our minds and machines. I will kill you all. It's time we cut out the cancer. How many times do I have to watch my children die inside of you? Yeah. Um, oh, oh shit. I wrote down something that I totally, we could talk about and I totally, uh, what, did, what's it to? on top of the room video angle, mm. that video yeah, camera yeah, 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 yeah. from a top yeah. where it kind of looked like you're looking into like a, uh, like a dollhouse or, yeah, yeah. you know, would be the best. Oh yeah. my God. That's such a great visual. Um, Welcome to Seattle Underground. No, this isn't a tour of Nirvana or the shitty band Pearl Jam. Whoa. Whoa. What? Neither of those bands are shitty. No, no, no. no. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say. Uh, oh, they didn't say that. I said that because uh, uh, Eddie Vedder is the worst lead singer in history. What? Next to Scott Dude, Patton I disagree with Hart. Okay. I don't care. This ain't a music podcast. Fuck I'm not, off. I'm not that. Hey, I'm not. But listen, listen, listen. What are you doing in my house? Okay, fine. <laughs> I want to show you what the cancer has become. <laughs> Cute little actress threw you a little ball. And you're giving it to Chase like a little dog. Mm. So I'm putting out a B-O-L-O on a slot on the sloth from the Goonies. <laughs> you know who I am? Even if they tell you I'm not real. If my blade would have penetrated your face last night, would have that been personal? And he pretends to be nice, but he's the devil. I should have killed you before you were born. Blood or not, you will always be my sister, and I will always love you. And that's the end. What's your score? That's all I got. Um, dude, uh, man, you're going to make fun of me, yeah, and you're going to say, oh, this sure. is better than that, and it's better than this, mm-hmm. and it's better than that. It's 4.2, man. This is one of the best fucking little horror movies I have seen in quite a while. And I don't see anything against you. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, and I don't, and I, and not anything against the horror movies we've seen in the uh, before, where I've given it a lower rating than this. But this was just it had an original twist to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It kind of had, had an original twist to mm-hmm. it. 
And um, I, I mean, I know people think conjuring's good, and um, and all, and and Sidious, I think this is James Wan's best work. Okay. Um, my score is a four. Yeah. Um, it's definitely the best. I don't see a horror movie getting this weird. Uh, the rest of this year, you know, yeah, we're gonna see a ton yeah. of them. We're gonna see some of them, especially now between now and Halloween. We're gonna probably watch horror films. I'm sure. Uh, I know Halloween Kills comes out. I do. And I know that might knock it out of the fucking park. Who knows? Who knows? You're, you're excited. Who knows? You're excited for Halloween Kills. Yeah, I'm excited. Dude, I see your I'm face when you mention it, and I know that you're excited about Halloween Kills. Um, there are a couple other right. horror films. Um, and I'm sure we'll be watching plenty of them between now and Halloween because it at this movie. But for I think this movie is a special place than you, because it kicked off Halloween season for you, right? Like you're mm-hmm. gonna be trying to watch a horror movie several times a week after this movie. Mm-hmm. Stop for nipples. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but uh, but after I was done watching this movie. As soon as I was done watching this movie, I watched Hellraiser. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And as soon as Hellraiser was done, I watched Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three. Oh, you're excited, dude. Dream Warriors. I was just like, yeah. It's got me in the mode. Welcome to primetime, bitch. It's Halloween, motherfuckers. So, we're on Rotten Tomatoes now, dude. What is the audience score from Rotten Tomatoes? Excuse me, shit. No matter what I say, it's going to disappoint me. Um, 85. 53%. Fuck! There, it is, no, there no, is an audience says um, line on this. And it says, love it or hate it, and there isn't much in between. Malignant is one horror movie that takes risks and is willing to get weird. And it got weird. And I like weird. I, I do looking knowing you, I think you love the twist, and I know you did. Um, but there are people oh, out there. Dude, I fucking loved the twist. Okay, there the are people movie. out there that really only like horror films like The Witch, which I love The Witch, one of my favorite movies, but I also love fucking bonkers fucking movies. You know, crazy movies. Yeah, and I want it to be weird. I want it yeah. to give me something more than just a guy killing people and you got to kill him at the end. Dude, the That's ending great. is, I was, I laughed out loud. I'm sure you yeah. did too. I was like. I did. I did. I la- I woke my wife up. Okay. Because she so, felt, like I said, she fell asleep. What's the critics, what do you think the critics get this one? Oh, they're going to disappoint me. Um, 74. You're close, 76. Yeah, see, I knew they're going to disappoint It's fresh me. though. It's fresh. So. It's uh, fresh. We'll be fucking do. It should be a 90. This thing should at least be a 90. Christmas instances is, although Malignant isn't particularly scary, director James Wan's Return to Horror contains plenty of gory thrills and a memorably bonkers, bonkers twist. Um, uh, James Wan, fucking you, you surprised me, man. Like, like I cannot think, I cannot take that twist out of my head, dude. And everyone that's asked that they should watch it, I'm like, if anything, for the twist. You know, like, like it's, um, I know you think there should be sequels. I don't know if there should be, but I do think this movie is well worth watching. You won't find anything this crazy the rest of this year. I guarantee it. You know, I, I, I mean, I don't know if I guarantee it cause I don't know what's coming out. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I got an idea of what's coming out, but let's be honest. There might be some movies cause there are some movies that like slowly go under the radar and then we pick them up like a week or two later. We're <laughs> like, where the fuck was that movie? And why did we miss that? I know some you people know? Are probably watch this. Why didn't she talk about Kate? Why didn't she talk about sweet girl? I'm pretty pleased with the movies we've chosen so far. I yeah, yeah. 
Uh, the card counter was a little bit better than Kate. I watched Kate. Okay. I saw it, and it had good visuals. It was, but it was very much Atomic Blonde. I, if you want to, I feel like the it's the not the Atomic Blonde. I feel like that Netflix is picking movies that aren't that great. I mean, just to put out movies. Even though their next couple are going to be pretty good. I'm looking forward to uh, what they got coming out. The Rock, Ryan Reynolds. Okay, yeah. It's and hard. Gal Gadot uh, all together. Let's get the three most charming people on the planet and put them in a movie. Uh, yeah, we're going to watch that. Uh, but um, and, and, and this is to Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, right now, before we end this part right here. And I just want to say this to you directly. If you ever listen to this podcast and you get to this one part of this one episode, I will be your slave boy. I just want you to know that you I, I just up, I'll, I'll make you omelets. I will make you your chicken breast and your rice. I will I will do your laundry. I'll do whatever. Just let me hang out with you, just you would, one day. Just <laughs> you just guarantee he's never going to be on the podcast by saying Damn that. It. Well, also on top of that, it's just the fact that um, most people like think because we admire them or because we give them props on something like this, on this mm-hmm. kind of platform, that we're the kind of people that we be like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, you're the rock. Oh, oh, so God, and the thing is, though, in person, I am totally the fucking opposite. Yeah, you're pretty cool. I'm like, you're- yeah, I, I just come up to him and be like, hey, so I, I like the shit you did. Um, that's good. I like your movies. I like your thing. I like your wrestling stuff. So uh, how's your day going? Yeah, yeah. Um, you get, you, did you get some food today, or you, you know, it's like right. like I talk to him normal. I never talk to a celebrity and like geek out hard. So I, I wanted to mention that I did talk to Jeff Lewis last weekend. My yeah, Jeff, yeah, yeah, Jeff again Lewis. for the and third I, time. And I was I was totally cool. The whole this it's really it was really fun to talk to someone I, I greatly admire, and he was yeah. Was, and, and that's the thing when you, when you do an interview with someone that you really admire, mm-hmm. you can't do the geek out, dude. Yeah, I was, you I do did, the geek. And I, I learned that as a young kid because I met people like I met Andre the Giant when yeah. I was six. I met you know so many celebrities when I was young that I was just like, um, they don't like that. Yeah, we we get a chance. If you go up to him, we get a chance to listen to that episode of Record Night where I talked to Jeffrey Lewis. We had a great conversation. I will actually, I will actually, I've never listened to Record Night. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing against you. I just never really have a lot of time to watch, yeah. listen to podcasts. Because yeah, yeah. usually I have to have a TV on doing what I'm mm-hmm. doing or whatever. But I will actually do that. For okay. you, I will do that. Okay. Um, My birthday gift to you. <laughs> okay. So, so next yeah, week, what are we watching? I don't I got two. <laughs> so once oh, we're, we're doing ten, we're doing we're doing tie. Uh, we yeah. gotta do the baker, man. Yeah, I was the baker. baker. Yeah, I was the Especially TFA. since where I work. Yeah. Yes, we yeah, got yeah, it. I was the Uh You and I grew up in the south, of course. We knew who Tammy Faye Baker is. So the I was the Faye watching. Uh, I got a lot more on that man. I met her. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, and then we're uh, also. I got, I got some stories. And then we're also doing mm-hmm. Cry Macho. Are we doing cry macho? Okay, you can you can veto that one if you want. No, I'm not going to veto. Uh-huh. Okay, they're both at the theater. That's just the thing. Oh, but cry macho is on HBO Max, by the way. Oh, cool! Never mind. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, done. So cry macho. Oh, 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 you know what? You know what? What? You know, earlier when I was like, "Hey, oh, I can't even show it to you." Damn it. Now it's they're like staring at six table. men with guns drawn. It was a fucking... <laughs> okay, sorry. 
I mean, that would make I'm the most. Show you. The coaster I set my beer on every fucking week uh-huh. is a Batman outfit. It's an outfit of Batman. Why well, can't you show it to me? Because it's stuck to the oh, table. <laughs> it's been on here for okay. like a year. Okay. And it's like, I was trying to pull it up. I have no nails right now because I just cut all my nails. Uh, Man, we're just bandering. I really need to get over to the house where everybody's okay. at. Or so, maybe so, they're going over birthday plans. So next week, Crime Watch Show, the Eyes of Tammy Faye. And um, you'll find us on all the movies on stuff that that. We're on Twitter, Facebook. Oh, sorry. Where we find us on movies. Just, uh, fuck. Are you four beers in now? Uh, three, but uh, you know me. Um, yeah, so yeah. Facebook.com do, do you need me to do this? I got this. Okay? I got this. Facebook.com was that true zone so podcast. One Twitter editing this podcast. Think about that hard cock. When it, we're on Instagram editing this podcast and uh Defoe's cock. Yes. That could that I'm <laughs> thinking about it. Um we're on uh Patreon, patreon.com slash movies don't suck. We're, if you guys Go ahead and be your Patreon. We'll give you extra stuff, I'm sure. Um, if you're on, uh, if you want shirts with a Neil's wearing a shirt from Bonfire right now, it's uh, bonfire.com. And you search any movies on Suck and Something Do. If you're watching us on um, YouTube, go and subscribe. If you're watching us on Twitter, go and like that. I'm sorry, on Facebook, go like that page. And we're all stream platforms. Hey, 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 hey. Guess what? What? It's my birthday week, right? Shut the fuck up. Who cares? Okay. Small businesses. If uh, you want to find us, find us anywhere. You can find us anywhere. Small businesses. If you got a small business, get a hold of us. We'll be more than happy to promote your shit for free. Uh, every promotion you hear at the beginning of the podcast is 100% free. No one has paid me money to do that. I do it in the deep heart because I love small business. We shouldn't call it sponsor. And we should call it. What should we call it instead? Um, People would like. I don't know. You come up with something. I can't uh, think of anything okay. right now. Uh, so, like, this is this is a serious question. Before we 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 do the ending and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what'd you get me for my birthday? You never see me list. I'm. I can't get you a switch though. Sorry, pal. <laughs> don't spend that kind of money okay. on me. Seriously, like the only time, like. Uh, and my wife won't let allow me to uh, put up a donation site yeah. for WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, don't be a greedy asshole. And I was like, I'm not greedy. We don't have money. <laughs> like, we don't. <laughs> like, but... when, When's WrestleMania again? March? April. Okay. April 3rd. Do you want to see if I can get you a place to stay? In Dallas, with my you mom. want me. With my mom. You want, you want me to stay with your parents my while mom. I'm in Dallas partying okay, maybe, all weekend long. Maybe not. Maybe not. You're right. Yeah. Let, let's let's clarify this okay, statement because okay. it's only it's only a four hour drive for me, bro. It's the same distance to Kansas okay. City is now I'm thinking Dallas. about it. It's probably a bad idea. Okay. No, because no. what do you think I'm gonna be doing all weekend long? Drinking drugs and watching WrestleMania. <laughs> and going to everything that's wrestling that I can. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Like, that's why my wife is already bowed out. She's like, <laughs> look, I might go, but I'm going to go do my own thing. And maybe my family will come or a friend will come. Okay. And we'll go do our own thing. And, and I was like, that's cool. I go, I understand that because going to wrestling events with me, that's a lot. Yeah. Okay. Well, this weekend, have fun at Scott's Fest. And uh, I'm, I, you know, I can't wait for you. I can't wait for our Christmas episode. Nice. I can't wait for that, dude. Let's finish this episode and we'll talk a little bit. Okay. um... 
That's another episode of Movies That Don't Suck and Something to Do. My I'm, name's Neil. And I'm Chris. <laughs> remember, when you're three beers in and you're trying to do a podcast, remember, don't try to count cards because you'll end up a little milkman in the end. Have a good night. Yeah. <laughs>